Hello and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast where one Denzel Washington and one Polly Shore talk about video games. My name is Newman. My name is Yusuf. And today we're going to give you a special themed episode. Um, what's the theme, Yusuf? <laughs> uh, I was hoping you would fill it in. <laughs> um, what's Polly Shore in? Poor, poor movies. <laughs> um, so we're doing a video game list <laughs> oh god we're doing a list of games which is inspired by a film or tv series yeah exactly so uh games that have had their lives the start of their lives in something other than games yeah you know? so um yeah uh with them well with some of mine we'll explain it as we go on but all of them are mostly known first and foremost as being a film or tv show yeah, yeah. exactly and I might give you a few stinkers as well. Oh, yes. Because God knows there are a few. There's quite a lot of them. Yeah. So just, you know, not going to be Resident Evil kind of stuff because they all started as games and became films. Be the other way around. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Unless that look you said looks like you're, all of your games are Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> no, Resident Evil don't make the uh, cut this week. I've intentionally selected games from different console generations. All of them being 20 plus years old. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling because about four times you've messaged me asking me what no. consoles am I doing? No, because I had um, I had a game that I didn't want you to choose. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so basically we're going to play songs and stuff. So, you know, the other person doesn't know what they've chosen. And uh, so it'll be very exciting. Right, right. Yeah. And speaking of games, have you played any this week? Because you haven't the last three. <laughs> I have played 12 minutes of Days Gone. Oh. Yeah. And? Uh, I wasn't overly impressed to start it. The controls are a bit clunky, but um, I'm going to give it a chance. I, I hear it's a slow burner, so I'm going to give it a chance. But I also downloaded, because um, it's a fantastic sale on the Sony store at the moment, PlayStation store. Yeah. Um, end of year sale so if people are interested you can get a hell of a lot of games for you know very good prices but uh, I was you know after we talked about um, Lilat Wars yeah. and how much I enjoy that game and how in a genre of itself it is I wanted to play a, a, a you know a, a fighter game <laughs> a flight a flight yeah game. not a flight simulator but no. a game where I fly things and shoot things yeah. and hopefully have over the top uh, you know anthropomorphic characters saying things that are hilarious but uh, but instead I got Ace Fighter is that what it's called? I don't know yeah something Fighter 7 I think David Hayter's in it oh really? yeah I thought he writes films now I didn't know he did voice stuff anymore Um, I could be wrong I could be wrong about everything here but um, let me see uh, fill, fill the gap there Yusuf so have you played any of Ace Fighter? Or have you just downloaded it? No, I haven't. I just downloaded it. Um, and, you know, as you know, well, you don't know, but, you know, I have these great plans. Then life comes up and then I don't do anything. Great um, plans? By great plans, you mean you're going to download and play a game that you thought was a game you no, played? No, it's like, yeah, exactly. Literally, you're about to sit down on the couch and you hear a scream somewhere in another room. You're like, right, 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 right. You're constantly. It sounds like you're a serial killer and you haven't finished a job rather than you're a father. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, I can't find it now, so, uh, yeah. How are you, Yusuf? Right, well, it sounds like you didn't do it anyway. Anyway, I've got got an opinion or two for you. Ace Combat 7, that's what it is. Good. Okay, sorry, go on. Right. So, I finished playing Kingdom Hearts 3. You finished it? I finished it. You're joking. It is not as long as the others. Oh, God. 
Yeah. It's not as long as yours. I'm actually not sure how long... Some of the time it says I put into it, I think it says about 60 hours, but quite often, because my control kept dying, I kept on pausing it and going back to the home menu and leaving it charged and doing other things, helping out, doing some other bits that I need to do yeah. um, for like hours. And yeah. I came back um, and I didn't realise it was still clocking up the time, so actually I don't know what my true amount of hours that were in it, but... Right. It definitely felt shorter than a normal Kingdom okay, game. Okay, well, isn't that funny when it took the longest to develop and had the longest uh, catalogue of games and movies and everything to include? Well, you know, um, this is known as the Final Fantasy meets uh, Disney series. What do you mean? As in Kingdom Hearts. That's yeah, the whole point yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not this one. Not a single Final Fantasy character in it. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, I don't know how I got on with it. I, like, I've, I've mixed emotions with it. At the beginning, I was like, I don't know what's going on. This is really confusing, and this is a bit slow. There's a lot of cutscenes in it. Yeah. A lot of cutscenes, just jumping around different areas of different characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, And then I got into it, and I was like, this is fun. There's a lot of Disney charm. There's just a nice sense of camaraderie bit of Disney cheese but it's okay you know mm-hmm. um, and then some really really nice things as I said last week the way you've got mechs in Toy Story World the way you do basically pirate battles in parts of the Caribbean yeah. you know you go sledding in Frozen load of really clever things like that all throughout the different levels and everything really quite nice um, and then it got to the end of it and it just wasn't very good Yeah, like yeah. there's some spoilers if you haven't played this game yet if you want to skip ahead two minutes because I might be talking about it for a while um, boring I mean the thing is like yeah, so you know the whole thing is like there's organiz- organization 13 there's different characters in them and stuff do you know about that no I don't want to know about it and look ba- oh, basically there's a big list of different villains you see throughout and they all look quite cool and they have their different fighting styles oh, yeah, yeah, basically yeah. almost all of them are actually good guys in the end like not that they flip around but you beat them and they're yeah. like oh actually everything's going to be okay and it's just yeah. like no give me an actual villain like, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. all like misunderstood or they're all actually okay it's like like I know it's a Disney game but the old ones didn't do this that's true there was like the most annoying underwhelming boss battle at the end where it just like it just felt like my skills weren't what was affecting it he was just hitting me again and again and again let's stick a blob in guys <laughs> it's like one of those final battles where you just fight a big blob and like it has nothing to do with the story at all and it's just yeah. It was just like no, but it, it, as in it just he just kept on like randomly hitting you and bouncing you, and you just had no time to recover. And it right. didn't feel like what I love about these old games, where like the the big end game boss battles that you had with Sephiroth, basically. Yeah, which I love that. That was a great challenge. It was really enjoyable, and you felt like you accomplished something when you did it. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, okay, well maybe the final game boss, the the secret boss, will do it. And I'm not one of those. This game is too easy. But there, just there was just nothing. I did the final yeah. boss for this game, and I did. I didn't do it on the normal difficulty. I did one harder. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. um, I, I did it without being having the final weapon. I did it without being max leveled. I did it without reading a guide. I crap. like stumbled across it and did it in my second go. You yeah, know? and actually, I read that that um, you know, because I told you I'd seen it on sale at like a couple of places for less than ten sterling. Yeah, I bought it for ten pounds. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it was um. A lot of people were commenting that it was just so watered down for actual Disney fans rather than Final Fantasy fans, uh, you know, and it was yeah, so yeah. much easier and the combat wasn't involving, wasn't complex, wasn't, you know, it wasn't the same way it was yeah. in the first two that it's basically kind of seen as a different category of game, really. Yeah, yeah, it kind of was. Like, there were some things it did really well. So basically every Keyblade you have, you get, you can use, have three equipped at any one time, which is very cool. And um, 
you kind of when you hit a certain amount of combos, you can do a form change, which means it changes its form basically. Yeah. So if you are one, basically you get like giant yo-yos, which means you have like two like twin blades that you can throw, or sometimes it's like a a range weapon, or sometimes it turns into a spear. So this is really cool, it mixes up the combos and the animations, and it looks quite nice. Yeah. Um, and that's quite that that's quite cool and just as I said there's some bits where they did really good jobs where it felt like I was in a pirate world it felt like whatever. yeah yeah but they just kept on interrupting with these weird confusing storylines I didn't know what I was doing that doesn't sound like Namura it's if I it's there was bits of it where it definitely definitely felt like it was rushed which okay. is mad which is like I guess because originally cause listen it's unforgivable, absolutely unforgivable mm. that this game has been developed for so long and it's not the best game ever. But I think it's a bit like Final Fantasy Fifteen, where because this is uh, this was put onto that same engine, right? Yeah, and it's it works better than Final Fantasy Fifteen. All right, like there's the, the combat is more evolved. Yeah, um, and the like the way that you can use magic and not just like destroy your whole party, and it has lo- like a load of those same things. Like you know, you can do cook foods and you can do all these kind of things. But it's just like Final Fantasy Fifteen. The story is all over the place. Yeah, right. You know. Okay. So just you sound depressed over this game. I was enjoying it, and at the end, I was just like, "No, this doesn't work." Yeah. You know, yeah. and just like like, like I, <clears throat> I will finish up on this now, right? But I just really one thing. In the old game, in the original game, lovely kind of idea of, you you know, people's negative emotions, their hearts, if they get so sad or so angry or so lonely or so beaten down, basically their hearts kind of break. Right, and they become a heartless. What is this? Po- All right, I thought you were talking about yourself. Or no, where is this podcast descended into? You know, no, you, you, you okay, man? That's, that's a heartless thing. I'm just broken. Yeah, uh, you sound broken by this game. No, um, so and what the thing is, like, right up until I got to the end, I was like really into it, and then just uh, it just was just rushed bad game. So anyway, so that was the premise, like the first. That's the premise, the idea of you have this. Every kind of world has a heart. And, you know, you need to lock it off to protect it. Mm. And the thing is, people will become heartless if they lose their heart. And then in the second game, they brought the idea of a nobody, where basically it means that when somebody loses their heart, they become a heartless, and they also become a nobody, which is a person without a heart. Oh, I don't care. So yeah, it gets they've, confusing. They've done, yeah, go on. And then there was all this stuff of clones and replica bodies yeah, and yeah. time travel. Yeah. So the main villain is himself from four different time areas that I look I always think time travel is used in a, in a lazy way to tie up loose ends I really I don't think I've ever seen it done well it's well it gets annoying because you take it seriously you get into the problem of a paradox where basically any any reason to time travel if it is successful gets rid of the need to do the time travel in the first place that's the whole point of it yeah you know like it, yeah. do, it doesn't so you do kind of have that problem quite often but I had that they had here is Sora like the main character from Kingdom Hearts here is his heartless here is a version of him where it's it's his nobody and then here is the guy who he's fighting has three different forms from different times and they all have different names but some are good and some are bad and some switch sides and it's like I don't care I don't know I'm getting exhausted hearing you even talk anyway look it's it's all over the place yeah yeah. Um, rating quick rating six six and a half Six and a half, or six and a half, yeah. Because okay. parts of it are fun, you yeah. know what I mean. And yeah. parts of it are beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I then downloaded and put approximately twelve minutes to a new game, like me. Exactly. Nino Cooney, Rat of the White Witch. Oh yeah, I think that was on for a really good sale price. I got it for a tenner on Switch. No, on I got it on PlayStation. Oh, okay. I on the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Um. So do you know, what do you know about this? I know the name. I love the name. That's it. Okay. It is Studio Ghibli. 
meets ah. JRPG. Yeah, I always think Studio Ghibli is like the McDonald's of the anime world. Uh, I think that's harsh. I think that's harsh. Maybe. Like, it does It does a certain type of, of... It's weird, I almost don't really consider it a certain level of... Actually, that's not true. Because a lot of the anime which I like is more adult, it's more fighting, it's more serious dark teams. And yeah. Just, and Studio Ghibli films do have that, but, like, but they're a bit more, you know, of a story rather than they are fighting and yeah, whatever which yeah. is a lot of the ones I watch yeah. um, but like it's, it looks gorgeous it's just the characters are so likeable straight away Great, yeah excellent. it looks really really nice there's no K no, well at the beginning it's like <laughs> he's this kid and like his mom's got this big English accent and yeah, like yeah. his like mate has like this real 1950s American accent and stuff <laughs> like that it's like that kid's gonna tell us two they're old come on we gotta scram <laughs> it's oh just, god um, but it it does studio Ghibli films are often in that kind yeah, of yeah, era yeah, and yeah. it's so far it's quite nice now I'm afraid it might feel a bit dated because it originally was on Playstation 3 alright okay right. ah well RPGs can are long livers well it's it's a turn based RPG so I know yeah. what I'm getting into um, I've heard a lot of great things about it and for a tenner I thought you know what it'll hold me over till Christmas yeah. give it a go they should make a shooter a fighter playing game whatever genre it's called that you told me it was earlier that I forget with uh, Porco Rosso I haven't seen Pokemon. Have you not? No. Well, just him. Him by himself is great. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you need, that picture. I just thought you would like the idea of a pig flying a plane. I absolutely do. <laughs> that's why I love it. I love Porco Rosso. Great name as well. Porco, yeah. basically. Porco Rosso, yeah. yeah. Um, so that is, that's what I've been playing. So would you like to get into some news? Mm. Well, I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. So the biggest news, the big news at the moment... Stop pressing buttons. You're pregnant. No. The biggest news in the moment is that Cyberpunk is out. Yeah. And it is buggy. Yeah. It looks incredibly buggy. I wasn't that impressed with the graphics either. I don't know, really. It's hard to tell because I've seen a lot of different people showing different things with problems. It it, it wasn't ready. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, like it, it, all those indicators of them saying, look, it's not ready now, yeah, it's not ready yeah. now, I, you know. I, I think it's quite a cool world. I like the idea of it. The idea of Night City being a, a very, you know, that neon place, that Blade yeah, Runner yeah. looking kind yeah. of thing. Um, it seems really cool, that that kind of idea, the levels of freedom of some things you can do. But it's just so many people are having nice. game-breaking crashes on yeah. it. Yeah, that, that, that always seems to be one of those games that you want to pick up definitive edition, you know, once all the patches are out yeah. and everything is fixed. Yeah, I'm... I'm going to wait a while. Yeah. I'm going to wait. I, yeah. I probably won't get it until it's out on the PlayStation 5, and I don't know when I'm going to get PlayStation 5, yeah. but it'll be a couple of months at least. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm sure it will be brilliant, but uh, yeah, clearly it, it, just, it wasn't ready and lot of people have problems with it. So mm. I think it's a bit harsh to sort of judge it now. Basically, a lot of people, I've heard two things. People are Most people are like, it's good, mm. but it's quite buggy. And then people are like, I cannot get a fair assessment on this game because it is unplayable. Right, it's so okay. buggy. So, um, and of course, that depends on what console people are playing and what settings and, you yeah. know. It's Project Red, right? Yeah. They're probably working from home, you know. I mean, that happened, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's not, I mean, they, they are pretty big. Um, they are a pretty big studio, but it's you know, it still is a huge uh, thing to be taken on during COVID. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So hopefully it all comes out and it gets to be uh, what seems like a very cool world to be in. Yes, yeah. Some other news is so there's some game awards on. I didn't follow it, so but I did see that they did release some um, trailers on it. They did, yeah, some film oh, trailers yeah. that came out, and new Mass Effect is coming out. Oh, okay, fantastic. Never played one myself. 
Oh, you such I great know. games. I know, I know. Mm. So, new fa- Mass Effect, completely new one. Um, I think they're talking about doing a remaster of one of the first ones, but this is going to be a completely new part of the story. It's going to be coming out. And another new game we were talking about last week, New Perfect Dark. Oh, really? You're yeah. kidding. Wow, great. On the Xbox. Who's making it? Uh, I think it's Microsoft. I think it's Rare, isn't it? Because then they I, buy it. Do Rare even exist anymore? Microsoft bought them, so I don't know if they yeah. do it or they when they bought them they bought the IPs but it, it's going to be an Xbox on the Xbox end okay fair enough yeah look mm. forward to that and some other news they announced a new character for Smash I know who it is oh Sephiroth yes it is yeah did you see the reveal trailer I didn't it I is. heard that they were supposed to he pretended to kill Mario it is so cool <laughs> it's like so you know the villain in Smash is like that big hand no like the the kind of orb and it's got the wings on it and stuff like this not really in did you finish Smash Ultimate no right anyway it's like this kind of big divine painting thing of the de- deity sort of you know like a bit like one winged angel where all the wings are kind oh, of going okay. but it's just like a, a, a sphere in the middle that's like giving off light and he's in charge of the hands and you just see this thing and it knocks like all the other characters away and they're all trying to fight it and they're all on the ground and you just see it. it's like oh it's going to get ready to do a big attack and then you just go shh yeah and you see it just that anime style a line fall down through the middle of it and yeah. it just split in half yeah and falls away yeah and you're like oh somebody hit it and you see this little tiny speck in the up flying in the air and they yeah. start playing one winged angel oh brilliant and it zooms in on him <laughs> and you're like oh wow and he comes out and he kicks the shit out of everybody yeah. like he just is like smacking everybody and there's this, this scene where it looks like he kills Mario yeah it's far away and it's like that mix of one that they did with Cloud and Advent Children yeah where he uh sends up like he runs and he just stabs through Mario and you just see his huge sword yeah, yeah. and Mario's like stabbed through the shoulder yeah. like floating up in the air yeah. and the camera zooms in on his eyes are closed I'm like oh my god then it zooms out and he's not stabbed him he's just picked him up by the little like, yeah, yeah, lapel yeah. of his yeah. uh, overalls brilliant idea. yeah um, it looks so so cool yeah yeah. can I say one thing that gets me very emotional Final Fantasy 7 Advent Children. <laughs> yeah, it's a great film. <laughs> At the end of it. Oh, right. Where his friends are showing him up higher and higher and higher. I was like, oh my God, I can't take this. Because <laughs> it's like so, like every time he just, he can't go any further. One of his friends, like Yuffie or Barrett or someone throws them up further. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, where they're fighting Bahamut. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. They're all helping him. I love that movie. I really Barrett looks that. weird. Bart does look a bit weird, mm. yeah. But uh, I, I really like that film. Yeah. It was great. People hated it. I don't. I mean, I think they did a really good job. Yeah, of so it. do I. You know, I think they yeah. they kept in with the storyline as well as they could, and like, and he has the same line in it. So at the end of it, at the end of the Smash trailer, they showed. I think it was a new limit, um, or a different version of the same limit of Omni Slash against Sephiroth. So he does it there and he knocks him. Yeah. Around, so you see Cloud fighting him, and then the same thing is he's floating there and then Cloud's like please just stay in my memories and uh, Sephiroth says well he doesn't have a children which is I will never be just a memory yeah, which is yeah, just great yeah, because yeah. you know he, this unkillable thing comes back and he yeah. fights him and he keeps haunting him <clears> and chasing <throat> after him does he or does Genova though that's the question that's the thing uh, but anyway it looks so cool now you're not going to get this unless you pay for it I would pay for that I would too I would, that would make me get another DLC yeah. and I'm always giving out about yeah. that kind of stuff but I think yeah. I don't think Smash are in any way like scrounging you for money. No. I think they give you a lot of really good content. Nintendo have never been accused of being DLC bastards, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't think they have. No. 
it's not. it's not something that they tend to have done from yeah. my memory anyway yeah and I, I do get the idea of this being like with, with fighter games having fighting classes I'm okay with that I'm okay yeah. with, with going here's a completely new character they find a completely new way we had to put a lot of effort into this and buy this character separately and design him and animate him and whatever especially with Smash where they, a lot of characters fight very differently from one yeah. another you should see his swords about half the length of any stage excellent I can't wait to play yeah. him so that's uh, so that's it from my news. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well, Sephiroth was one of my news. Is 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 is. Let's see what else I have. Oh yeah. Uh, quick story on. Uh, oh, I'm not connected to the internet in this house. This is Boy, this is embarrassing. Okay, so I can't really go into it. <laughs> um, unless I have it saved. Sorry. That's a- accurate music because you are a clown. Yeah. Ah, connected. Isn't that good? Okay, so... Uh, Would have been better if he did it from the beginning, but anyway. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so here's my first story during the week, uh, and I'm just reading the link address as I stall for the loading times here on apparently the fastest broadband available in Ireland. Bullshit. Okay, so uh, apparently uh, there was a Riot Games uh, Champions... Stop looking at my screen. This then is, read. This is a surprise story. Uh, Champions League. Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> this is a shit show. This is an absolute shit show. <laughs> League of Legends. Rock Games League of Legends 2020 World Championship set a new viewership record. Ooh. Guess how many people were viewing it at one time? Oh, God. I don't know. 19 million? 46 million people. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I don't even know anybody that plays League of Legends. No, but I would play it if you hire me, Riot. As everyone doesn't know, I interviewed there before. My lovely fiance worked on some trailers, some cinematic in-game trailers for League of Legends. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time ago. Did she get me in? <laughs> she, well, she wasn't working for Riot, so I doubt it. Okay, but anyway, Riot, you got rid of the job after I interviewed for it, moved it back to the states. They looked at my. LinkedIn as well somebody from Riot really? yeah you're kidding no so yeah I mean quite often games developers do because I work in that similar oh field. I see I see anyway Riot I'm here okay so that's the story that's uh, like World Cup final numbers I know it's insane wow yeah like League of Legends is, is huge you know um, that's good cool, <clears> you know what I mean not they, in Japan though no not into it Japan are still console gamers we need to shift that we need to get them online um Oh yeah, what do you mean for like a PC? Well, did they not have their similar enough kind of things? Because I mean, Smash is a pretty big online. Oh yeah, but I mean, PC gamers. Yeah, yeah, <clears> I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, what else do I have here? Yeah, there was a story here on, uh, I don't know, business website. And it was talking about uh, CEO compensations for the gaming companies. Right. Make a lot of money, Yusuf. So, um, for like, you know, they have a couple of here for Blizzard, Electronic Arts, Take-Two Software... And NVIDIA. So CEO pay varied across the five firms we examined. Electronic Arts, Take Two Interactive Software, Advanced Micro Devices, Activision, Blizzard, and NVIDIA. For all CEOs except one, salaries were at or above one million. Uh, Robert Kotick of Activision Blizzard has a recorded salary of almost two million in 2019. Now, that's before, you know, stock awards, option awards. Like, when you include them, you can put you up to. 54 million for Whoa. Lisa T at uh, Lisa T Sue 
president and CEO of Advanced Micro Devices. Never even heard of them. Probably some umbrella company that yeah, owns a different exactly. one. Exactly. So uh, you know they're making they're making off well, but um, yeah, uh, there was one outlier amongst the high salary CEOs, Strauss Zelnick, the executive chairman and CEO of Take Two Interactive Software. Guess how much he made? Sixty thousand. One dollar. <laughs> recorded salary of one dollar now I have a feeling the books have been cooked in some recorded ways recorded salary exactly yeah <laughs> recorded uh, so uh, yeah what, what, he, what he got in the big brown envelope is not recorded so thank you what about the unrecorded salary oh I shouldn't have mentioned the recorded salary <laughs> exactly it's too hot today <laughs> yeah I shouldn't have recorded illegal accounts <laughs> I certainly <laughs> should have <laughs> yeah brilliant, brilliant but uh, yeah that's all the news I have Right, that's interesting. Yeah. That's quite a bit of Okay, well, let's get into it. Yes. Do you want to go first? Yes, I believe I shall. Okay, so this is how it goes, people. We're going to play a song each. Um, I'm going to go first, um, I believe. So this is my first song, Yusuf. You're going to know what this one is. And I knew that you knew that I would know that you knew what I was going to make the first game. This is confusing and long-winded. Just play the song. <laughs> All right, here we go. Dazzling place I never knew. Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is Aladdin. Yes, I knew this would be on your list. Yeah. Now, I knew you knew that I would pick this game. And the only reason why I did pick it, because for me, it was the first movie or film, uh, game based on a movie or film that started really good games you know, along those lines. This this was an era where I'm sure it was just as cynical, the idea of like, well, look, we've got a film, let's make a game. Particularly with these Disney ones. But they were good. Yeah. They were you know I mean? good. They were fun. And I think actually quite <clears throat> often it was something where they didn't really take the game seriously. They didn't yeah. take... So they were like, yeah, you can use the voices. Yeah, you can use the music. Yeah, yeah. you can use the original art style. That's grand. But now... They're like, actually, people make a lot of money off this stuff, so we're only going to sell them, you know, if you want to use the soundtrack, then you've got to pay a lot more money for it. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, this was a time where Disney actually did the animations in this game themselves. The artists who drew the characters Whoa. did the sprites. They did the same thing for Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion, and I'm nearly certain they did the same thing for The Lion King. I'm not sure on that. But apparently Aladdin was only made in a couple of months, like really? three months. Yeah. And um, it was, they used a lot of the background stuff on the game that they did previously, which was the Jungle Book. Yeah. And if you look at Mowgli running, he has a very similar run kind of pattern as Aladdin. Mm. Um, but, <clears throat> like, I always say this, and I sound like a broken record at this stage, but when you have cartoon graphics, it doesn't age. Yeah. If you play this today, it's still great. It looks great. Mm. And, like, you know... Um, there's a, they released this recently on the Switch and it comes bundled with Lion King right yeah and um, did you get it I did yeah and it's uh, it's fabulous it's um, it it like 
you basically you're Aladdin. You go around. You're throwing apples at things. You've got your sword. You're fighting bosses. You're jumping on things. You've levels where you're on the carpet. Levels where you're trying to escape the cave of wonders. You know, um, you got bonus levels with genie. You know, it's just I, I love Aladdin, and I think Disney actually have a really a lot of good, very good video games. And I intentionally didn't choose any more platformers in the Disney world because you know I don't want to be too obvious, but. This is a great game based on a movie, yeah. um, and people should really play it. Absolutely fantastic. How does it hold up? Holds up perfectly, yeah. yeah. Holds I mean, up great. It's it, responsive. It looks good. The music is great. How tough is it? It's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty tough. As two D <clears throat> side scrolling platformers, unforgiving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you had lives, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, a really good game. If people are uh, Disney fans, I highly recommend it. And there's actually a lot of Disney games that I remember being very good. Uh, was I going to give a shout out to any? Yeah. Oh, look, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to honorable mentions later. But um, yeah, fabulous game. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Are you going to do yours? Yeah, go on. Go for my next one. Okay, now you sent me this as a move file. Mov. Mov, whatever. Move. <laughs> yeah, move it. Alright, so here we go. Star Wars? Yeah, it's intense, isn't it? <laughs> it's quite. Yes, it is Star Wars. It is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. Oh, 2, okay. Don't get angry at me, people, because I chose 2. Mm. So, this one... Yeah, so this one wasn't... There wasn't a Knights of the Old Republic film, but, you oh, know, yeah? Star Wars started <laughs> as a um, as a film series, and that's why I picked this game. So there was a, a whole range of Star Wars films I could have picked. I could have picked, like... A lot of the Force Awakens ones or the ones on like the N64. The Empire Strikes Back is a great game. It is a great game. It is a really good game. But I wanted to do... I just... This game, it was so different. And it did something which I didn't actually... If you told me about it before I played it, I wouldn't have thought I wanted to. Where it's like an open world... It's kind of like open world game in a Star Wars universe where you do have this great... The main kind of thing, the selling point is you can be a Jedi... You can decide if you want to be good or bad. You can play through the game twice. You get yeah. different powers. Which a lot of games do they end up kind of doing later on. But like for like a load of it, it's like a, you know, it's made by um, what's it, Obsidian. Oh, Obsidian okay, who are yeah. from the uh, Black Isle Studios <clears throat> who we remember did the first two Fallout games. Yeah. So it's very much like that. You go around, you scavenge, you get stuff, you trade with people, you talk, you different dialogue, different missions and stuff. But like for a lot of the game you were like, armor and you like use like swords and stuff like that okay, and cool. different guns or whatever you mm. don't get like lightsabers at like the very end yeah yeah so the first one of this was hugely successful a lot of people loved it yeah right uh, and Bioware did the first one who? Bioware, Bioware. okay they're yeah. very closely connected yeah um, it took them three years and um, George Lucas or LucasArts or somebody called up and was like this is great let's do it again that went down really well but we want it before like Christmas and they went no Right, because we just can't do it in that amount of time. So then they gave it to Obsidian. Mm. And Obsidian, I think they then pushed back a bit and they got 14 months for it. Mm. So there's a load of criticism of this game that it's buggy right. and that it uh, is very rushed. I don't remember this. Now, it came out in 2005, mm. early 2005, so I was 14. Yeah. So maybe I just didn't really notice some of that stuff. Um, 
and it was still kind of early enough days for us having an Xbox anyway. So yeah. maybe it was like if you know textures were popping, I'm still like, hey, it still looks pretty good compared to when I was playing before. Yeah. Um, and it was just I remember it just being really fun if you're being in an area and you can decide what do you want to do, how do you want to do this mission? Do you want to be a good guy? Do you want to be a bad guy? Will you get you know, if you want to be a bad guy, but you don't want to actually do a move you feel bad about, like a quest you feel bad about, then it'll make you more good, which will weaken your strength with the dark side of the force, mm. which was just a really cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I always love those moral systems that actually push in your character into looking different or getting different powers and that kind of yeah. stuff. This, there was one thing I got a little <laughs> bit annoyed at this, that like he gets a bit, or she, you, you design your own character, will get a bit kind of dark looking. Um, but like basically they just yell a bit more the voice dialogue is pretty similar that's brilliant <laughs> just like oh, I'm in charge now. it's like right you could have mixed up it so it, it did definitely suffer a bit like that but I just had a load of fun and just something so simple of like you could pick up uh, a bit of armour but it's called the Mandalorian armour or ah. something or a Tatooine type of metal or something so it's all pulling from these different characters and new world in the Star Wars universe which okay. is quite cool fab yeah really really good game um, do you want to do all reviews at the end or do you want to do them I don't know no give us your review so no not my review <clears throat> like a dickhead review oh yeah we'll do it at the end okay okay yeah, yeah. yeah so I quite liked it actually what would you give Aladdin <sighs> Aladdin <laughs> yes <laughs> you were born a street rat you will die a street rat and only your fleas will mourn you um, if you want to know something about Newman he <laughs> will constantly quote Aladdin and he will give it socks as well he will you know definitely hurting his throat another suitor for the princess <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can do this all day anyway yeah oh what do you give it uh, for what it was in the time it was released 9.1 right yeah looking at that the same way at the time that this was released I'd give it a 9 out of 10 as well okay yeah. fab um, okay, so we're going to move to number two? Yes, please. Okay, I just forget who I hotkeyed where, so I think this is my one. Duck? No. Uh, well, guess what console it's on first? The Genesis? Yeah. Right. It is, and you, I, I think you've forgotten about this game. It's not really based on a film. You had one job. <laughs> we did. We discussed this, and I said no. Um, it is based, it is, well, let me think about it. It is, actually, right? right? Because there was a cartoon of this before there was a game, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's X-Men. <gasps> to the Clone Wars yes I wouldn't consider this being based on something it is because no because the films are based on comics yeah exactly so they didn't start their life as a video game but where it's based <clears throat> on films and TV shows no it's this podcast and I was very clear with you on something that begun its life as something other than a video game no you said films initially <laughs> anyway yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember this game. Do you remember? Very. Do you remember well. when you plugged it in, stuck it on? 
you were instantly dropped into the game. Yes, you just dropped down with, yeah. as a, as a random mutant. Oh, and only if you died afterward, you could pick it then, wasn't it? No, after you finished the first level, then you got to the main menu. Okay. So you could start it as like Gambit, as Beast, as Psylocke, Cyclops, uh, Cyclops, Wolverine, uh, Nightcrawler. Yes. He was amazing. And you could unlock Magneto. Yes, I remember this. Yeah, so this game was just... I Like, even looking at it now, it still looks amazing. Yeah. I think this is the best X-Men game I've ever played. Um, <clears throat> I For me... Mm. I haven't played many of them in, in modern generations, but like it was still, this was, and I'm not going to sound like a hipster here, but this is before it got cool and big and th- therefore it was cool. No, but I mean, this was just when it was comics and it was yeah. like some cartoons and there was still this kind of like air of, you know, I don't know, like, you know, when stuff is underground, you know, when comics yeah. are kind of cool. Subculture. And, subculture, exactly. Now they're the biggest movies in the world, the yeah. X-Men movies, but back then it still had this it was all basically comic based like Wolverine was a very different kind of character um, than, than he became yeah. and you know it was just it was a fa- really good game really challenging game like you were definitely better off in some levels with some of the mutants as you were in others yeah. the special moves could be charged yes. who doesn't want to disappear and then reappear you know some levels where you could crawl with Nightcrawler on the ceiling you could go with Wolverine with his claws on the ceiling would help you in a lot of different yeah. areas Cyclops could make his, his beam bigger you know it's just a an excellent game and I always remember like uh, do you remember like when the clone the whatever the machines were kind of big in X-Men the Sentinels the yeah they kind of weren't in the movies from what I know were they they tried to bring <clears> them in a bit more in the later ones but it's something which works better as in a comic and a cartoon yeah, I yeah. think than giant robots exactly but it, for, for me like that those Sentinels had a real um, atmosphere about them yeah. you know what I mean great it, look with the kind of purple yeah. kind of colour and all yeah. yeah and they're out to wipe you out and it's kind of like not Matrixy or a Terminator but like you know these kind of machines coming after yeah. you like you know so it had a real atmosphere and it was kind of scary as well when you're, as mm. a kid playing it because I remember like you had one of the sentinel heads in this like beam in the center and he kept opening his mouth at you and yeah. like it was scary like you know Master Mole was it? yeah he's the like, uh, head sentinel okay I didn't know his name yeah. But um, brilliant game, absolutely brilliant game, and yeah, based on something that didn't begin a life as a video game. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Uh, I remember this game very well. It was very cool. It was really, really good fun. Uh, once again, a side-scrolling platformer. You've chosen. Yeah, well, look, I'm trying to surprise you. Um, this was a cool game. Do you remember the X Men series? Yeah. Do you remember there was a point where it just suddenly looked really different? It was still called X Men: The Animated. Vaguely. It's because they went to a different studio and it looked so, so weird. They did these weird crossover episodes where like Wolverine's like an orc and stuff. What? I think they were just saying they were trying to save money, which is a shame because like those ones where <laughs> they went through like the Bishop time travel ones and the Dark Phoenix and everything. Yeah. And, you know, they were so cool. Or Magneto trying to go to his planet M and everything. Yeah. They were being so, so cool. Yeah. And then they, I think they were trying to get a cheaper studio to do it. Well if I was trying to save money the first thing that would, that would come to my head isn't let's mix an orc with Wolverine that'll save us money I think basically they were just like let's get a different cheaper place to animate it and then right. control maybe went away then because those things used to stick so well to the comic style yeah 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 which is great because I think it was a great style yeah, yeah but I think also like you know comics films and stuff they work really well when they are go, they work. They can work really well when you go off a comic because you can look back at it and you can go, okay, what's this character? It's not 
the description I have here on this, you know, a screen right screenplay that's going to be a two-hour film. Yeah, it is sometimes forty years of a character in different situations, and you can pick out these things and looks in the way, and it's just it's a deeper character with more kind of into it and stuff. Yeah, uh, which is really really cool, especially when it's because sometimes everyone's not just plain and clean they've all got like some dark times oh, yeah, yeah. you know like like Wolverine is kind of a monster for a lot of it and yeah. Gambit was a criminal and everything yeah, so yeah, yeah, quite yeah. cool um, so I think that works so well when then you, they bring it into like a game they can go well what will it look like mm. and they're not just going let's just fill it up let's just put some platforms they're like we'll take this from the comic and the comic is built upon years and years exactly so yeah everything yeah. feels yeah, like it's great it's, writing yeah it's meant to be in a place yeah, yeah. that I love yeah so good choice thank you yeah, what would you rate it? Uh, Is that a Lord of the Rings game? It is. Is it? Yeah, it sounds very Lord of the Ring easy. Yeah. Um it's so this is a, a very much a direct film tie-in. <laughs> well, no, actually, because this began its life as a book. But not this one. Because this is well, this is Return of the King. The universe did. Where <laughs> where they had like the face of like Orlando Bloom or you know Oh um, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Ian McKellen and everything. So this was a game which I never had, but a friend of mine had, and we used to play it so so much. Oh, okay. And you went through like the world of like Return of the King, where you basically just did these giant fights in these different little areas with armies of orcs and everything. And you could do it where you were either you could one where there was the three kind of guys where it was um, Aragorn, Legolas, and uh, Gimli, and you yeah. could pick which one of those three, and they fought differently. You know, yeah. Aragorn was uh, Legolas was better with the bow and everything. Gimli and Zack, so he was slower, heavier. Um, or you could do different missions where you were Gandalf and you could have magic powers and you could hit it or you could do some where you were Frodo and it was really really good fun it was when these games were just huge it came out in 2003 yeah. and it had some, some of the original voice acting in it okay. so they had uh, Ian McKellen and Christopher Lee okay couldn't get uh, Orlando Bloom to do it. <laughs> I don't like Orlando Bloom. I'm not a big fan. In fairness, uh, they didn't get Aragorn either. So they had a new... Ah! So they had new voice acting for... Uh, Gimli did it though. It's okay. Yeah, the actor who plays Gimli is actually like six foot one. Oh uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. He's yeah. got that big looking face. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a, he's a large man, which must have been so difficult to do though. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but anyway, this game was just, you know, you def- there's a pretty simple kind of mechanics. It's a hack and slash sort yeah. of game. But just like something What's wrong to, with that, Yusuf? Nothing, nothing. But like, you had to break down some walls. It was yeah. very much of its time, but it was just yeah. really, really good fun. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. And Lord of the Ring universe games are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It, it was quite good. It was quite fun. Um... It was. I just remember just playing it again and again, and it, parts of it being tough, being mm. really quite quite difficult. And they had a, a load of these. They had other ones that came before, so they had the two towers one as well. Um, 
but this one was just it was just a bit more polished I think and it was just really good fun to play um, I would highly recommend it well now I wouldn't but at the time I would yeah yeah okay well yeah, that's yeah. a good one okay yeah. what, what was that on PlayStation 2 PlayStation 2 I think they also had a GameCube version yeah yeah which I remember came, that. I think that came out afterward but I mean like this was released in 2003 oh okay well, so you know like it, yeah. it was early days the first time you had a bit of freedom in these kind of games okay great yeah. alright so what's your rating for that game at the time, I'd give it a good 8.4. Okay, very good. Mm. Not, bad. Not bad. Okay, so my last game, and I gave an honourable mention in case you chose this game as well, so you can tell me. Here we go. Go on. that sound like mad capsule markets yeah it does yeah <laughs> old game music and just like just mix anything in who gives a shit yeah, yeah. was it Die Hard yeah yes. how'd you guess that um, because it was from over 30 years ago <laughs> yeah but still I mean I'm, I'm amazed you guessed that I, see I thought you might choose that one that was a class game I'd see I, I wanted to pick because a lot of these games were around that same time when as we were saying before they would just go, here's a license, what can we make out of this stuff? Yeah. Games is shite, we can make, stick it onto it. Um, and then that kind of stuff changed as it, as they went on. Um, and they ended up wanting to be, it cost a lot more, and also I think a lot of people got sick of, they were doing them too cheaply before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but whereas they were getting better and better now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was a really good game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a fabulous game. It had three different games in one. Yes. Die Hard Trilogy for the PlayStation 1. I remember playing this game and it was like I just it was the first time I played a game I was like I this I'm getting all this in one game mm. you know it was just I, I couldn't believe it like you know it was like so you had one game where it was basically a first person shooter mm. on rails and you could use a light gun to play it as well which was basically it's only really playable with a light gun and then you had the game where you're actually third person over the shoulder going around and then you had the car game where you yes. had to race at certain to certain places and and uh, take out bombs before they went off, so uh, I mean it was just all three games I really loved, um you know and just uh, as I said I couldn't believe you were getting the three of them in in one package you know yeah. so it was done so well, um you know uh, you know anyone who loves a movie would especially appreciate it but. I probably my favorite was the the Lycon game you know the really? shoot on rails yeah I think so I think so. Um, because I remember like the car game didn't explain anything they just threw you in the car and like that was it you know you had to go around and then it was yeah but a fabulous game highly recommended I don't think it was released on anything else after Um, but yeah great film game tie-in so I um, my memories of this game were the over the shoulder third person view where you're going up I think it's Nakatomi Tower yeah and uh, I watched someone lick a speed run of it and it's just <laughs> like 
you know, these guys do it kind of on basically professionally. They play this game again and again. They run it every day, yeah. and it's so tough. It's just so many guys just keep coming and coming, and yeah. they can shoot yeah. you from anywhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, tough game. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, this is a weird game. Weird. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh, a hidden gem for me, anyway. Yeah, it was a really good one. Um, yeah, it's like a diehard game. Do you remember the Armageddon game? No. I, another Bruce Willis film game where I just remember we bought it like a dodgy version of it oh, yeah. uh, from like a street market and I think they spelled Armageddon wrong on the front they of it they spelled it all wrong all the time and uh, it was just it was so weird it's like you know they worked a bit more on getting the face looking like Bruce Willis and yeah. like stuck on the front of something it looked shite <laughs> right okay so so ah those old games yeah can't yeah. beat them they were really good um, yeah so that gets an 8.9 for me hmm Okay. Oh, wow, that's very high praise. Yeah, well, for the, it's time. It was amazing. Early 90s. Yeah. Okay, so here's your third game. You suck. Yeah. No idea. It sounds like an anime. Sounds like a cowboy bebop or a bubblegum crisis or something like that. Bubblegum crisis? Yeah, something like that. Um, it is an anime-based game. Hey. So, I do have some honourable mentions that are better than this game, but I wanted to talk about this game. Okay. Because I wanted to do one from a different generation, and I wanted to do one that was based on an anime. Okay. So this is Digimon Cyber Sleuth. <laughs> I didn't even know you've even played a Digimon game. Yeah, yeah. I remember I had to play some of the way I used to go on the PlayStation 2, PlayStation original one. So right. like, well, this is I played on PlayStation 4. Really? I bought it for like nothing. Yeah. You know. Um, and the thing is, so this was released in 2015, originally as a Vita game. Wow, okay. And then they put it on PlayStation 4 afterwards. All right. And it feels like that. A Vita game? Yeah. It has a bit of that vibe. But there's something about a game made for the Vita where like you know it's just a bit kind of basic but they do quite a good job of, of a lot of things so it just it, it just it kind of scratched that itch at the time where it's an RPG it's a turn based RPG you got your normal things with different elements with your different damage um, you can have like a big party of different Digimon and then you can Digivolve them similar to Pokemon kind mm-hmm. of vibe but it was just they just did a really good job of here is the thing which you can fill up and you, you constantly see new ones and it's always like, oh, what's this one? Can I get this one? Is this one stronger? This one's this one is now made stronger or I can now combine these two and make another stronger one. There's just so much variance in that yeah. where it just is really, really good fun and it's got, so you're a cyber sleuth, so you're like a detective and you go around. Cyber ticket tote. Cyber ticket tote. More words you don't know. <laughs> Um, and it's just like you go around and you have like different quests inside whatever so like it is a very paint by numbers and at first I didn't really know how to describe it and then I saw it was a Vita game I was like okay that makes sense it was made for a different console and for a Vita game it would be pretty cool I played it on Playstation 4 
I still just thought it was really quite good fun. Okay, yeah, great. You know, I think if you were, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't have been a huge Digimon fan when I was younger or anything. Because, um, like, it's, that series just kept on going and going. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was, like, it, it just, it did a quite a fun job. You know, it was just a nice turn-based JRPG and you go around different parts of Japan and Tokyo, which I always love, yeah, you know. Yeah. You go to into uh, Shibuya, you can go to like a record shop and buy stuff there and investigate different things in those areas. And that's just being really, really good fun. Okay, great. And yeah. what's your rating? Uh, an affectionate an, an <laughs> 7.5. Okay. You know this was our best video game space well, on films, well, right? Well, look, this is the thing is that, honestly, in my honourable mentions, which I'll get into. Yeah, yeah. we'll get into, yeah. I'll do it now. No, so, no, no, go on. All right. Yeah, yeah. But in so, what do you mean, go on or no? <laughs> no go on. Yeah. All right, so my honorable mentions, I've got like Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. Which agree. I which we were talking about so recently. You know yeah. what I mean? Golden Eye. Yeah. Which course. we did last week. Yeah. There's a load of like Dragon Ball fighting games and stuff like that, which yeah. are really good fighters. Yeah. Um and then like at the moment like Dragon Ball Fighters is one of the biggest games out there. Um there's so many Simpsons games. Yeah. Simpsons Hit and Run or the old arcade games and stuff like Bart's that. Nightmare was a bad one, but yeah. creepy game. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, which is really big. Um one of I one I was really close to putting onto it was Alien vs Predator in the arcade. Oh, that was amazing. When we were kids, I used to go I don't like I don't know how I had seen it because I can't imagine man being letting me. No. But and like I used to watch the second Predator film all the time. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Predator isn't as scary as Alien. Uh, well, it's not about it being scary. At the start of Predator Two, there's like a lot of bodies that have been skinned and are hanging upside down, oh, and like, okay. and it's like a gang members area and stuff like that. Oh, They're all lovely. doing drugs, and like right. he just rips them apart. But I'm like, this is so cool. He's like seven foot tall. And he's yeah. got claws and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I used to love Amos Predator. We used to go to Leisureplex, and I remember the machine. It was more expensive than all the other machines. Yeah. But I still kept on playing that game. You say more expensive, it was probably 20p. I think it was, it was if it wasn't 50p, it was a pound. Mm, you know? Possibly. But yeah, uh, yeah it was ex- it was dear enough. That was back when you had arcades. Yeah. God, I missed them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we still have a few games in Leisureplex, but they're all crap games. I don't know, I haven't been in Leisureplex in a long time. Yeah, well, um, you're not missing much. So I wanted to put this game in because a lot of those games are older. A lot of them we have talked about recently. Like, yeah, I mean, GoldenEye is like one of the best you're going to get, you know? Mm-hmm. Apparently Alien Isolation is a brilliant game. But I haven't played it. So I yeah, I've heard about that as well. Um, but I wanted to go, I wanted to give a different kind of feel of different stuff and I wanted to do ones that were uh, based on anime as well. Okay. Okay, cool. I have a few honourable mentions here as well. Let's hear it. Um, <clears throat> oh, also one more thing. Mm-hmm. Multiple Jurassic Park games yeah particularly park builders i love park builder games yeah yeah like, you know they're great so here are a couple of mine i didn't think about them too much but demolition man I, yeah i was thinking that yeah moonwalker the michael jackson game yeah it's a good game uh there is a there's a stench around that game there which is, i think we know i mean it's a good <laughs> that's true game. that is true <clears throat> uh the mask oh yeah the mask game that was brilliant Ipkiss. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, Disney's Hercules I on the PlayStation 1. Don't I ever remember playing that. It was really good. We had a demo of it. Right. Yeah, it was fab. Uh, Disney's Tarzan on the N64. I do remember. A lot like Donkey Kong. N64? Yep. Right. And now I didn't play this one, but uh, I heard a lot of sources telling me that Rango was supposed to be very good. 
Rango. Yeah, you know the animation based the, the Johnny Depp yeah. Lizard. Yeah, oh, right. Fair Apparently, supposed to be very good. And what's my last one? Men in Black. Do you remember that? Yes, that was a, I do. Was a good game. I do remember that. Yeah, and I had a couple of very bad mentions <laughs> that games that just didn't do it right. E.T. Yeah, well, that's obvious. <laughs> you buried it in the desert. You know what I mean? Yeah, but games that 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 I played. Now this is a game that is based on a movie that was based on a game. Oh. The Dragon Ball Z one? No. Right. That's meant to be atrocious, by the way. Street Fighter, the movie, the game. (laughs) It was terrible. I've watched that film, I think, about five times this year. What? The movie? Because for some reason, you don't, you don't, you don't really get ITV over here or, you know, or UTV on Sky. Right. But they like bought the rights to it. And they are playing it constantly this year. God. And I just keep sticking it on and watching it, and it's so bad. Okay, yeah, it is very bad. But this was a game where you actually played as um, Arnie, or not Arnie, as Jean-Claude. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie and all, and it was just terrible. Kylie <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, and what's my other one? My other one is Dragon the Bruce Lee Story. <laughs> Oh, I don't remember it's this. Unplayable! It's so bad, and I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like it was like it didn't matter. It there just seemed to be no method to the mechanics of it. it just made absolutely no sense. Like you, 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 the buttons didn't do what you wanted them to do ever. Yeah, yeah. Terrible game. It does seem like, I mean, rightfully so. Video game films, um, sorry, yeah, film. Video games based on films have quite a bad rap for them. Yeah. You know, because I mean, it's just like the amount of, you know. Although I will say, Sarah's favourite ever game is Miley Cyrus dancing game that she had when she was like 10. She fucking loved that game. Or Hannah Montana would have been at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She absolutely loved that game. Okay, well. Yeah. Sorry, you can't say anything about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually had an honourable mention and I wanted, wanted to play the song and see if you would guess it. Right. Oops, wrong clip. <laughs> wrong clip. Okay. Wrong clip. Wrong clip. Wrong clip. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> Uh, I'd oh, like to go. take this opportunity to say there's a vacancy for a podcast <laughs> co-host. Um, here we go. Pilgrim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was done by what's the name of that band? Long Japanese. Band. Anamanaguchi. Yes. They're um, not Japanese, by the way. Are they not Japanese? No. I don't know. Um, yeah, I remember playing this game. This was quite good fun. Yeah. Throwback game. Yeah. Um, based on a comic, though. New one, not a film. Is it? Yeah. Really? Pilgrim's originally a comic. Oh. Okay. Or a graphic novel or something. Okay. Well, yeah. But it was a good game. 
Not a great game, a good game, but the soundtrack was fantastic. Yeah, it was a great soundtrack, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun. It was that kind of... It just... I mean, because of how that started, it suited that world very well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so what do we do next? Do you want to do... Let's do uh, reviews. Alright, so my first one is for Knights of the Old Republic 2. Mm. So this is by David W. So there's a lot of people don't like this game. I can tell the kind of people who are going to badly rate this. 1st September 2008. This game is like a chocolate with a centre composed of crude oil. It looks great from the outside, but once you bite down, you realise how disgusting it actually is. Not to mention how sick it will make you feel after you swallow it. <laughs> I think David got a bit carried away with his uh, description of it. Uh, he wrote a lot of other shite, but I'm not getting involved with it. Okay, okay. Yeah. A lot go. of people did not like this game. A lot of people were like... So the first one was, you know, a lot of people thought was better. It scored like in the high 90s by everybody. So Old Republic 2 got like, you know, high 80s. And then some people are just like, no, it's a zero. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You're always going to get Star Wars fans badly rating things. That is true. It's always going to happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have two. I couldn't find any reviews for Star Wars or X-Men. It's too old. Couldn't find any reviews really for Die Hard. It was too old. Uh, what was the other game? Aladdin. Same story, pretty much. Apart from the new release. And I wasn't going to read that. So I got a couple for Scott Pilgrim. Okay. I just have two. So Starscream gave it zero. Basically made to cater for fans whose speech is like, OMG, this game is so cool, lols. It's a very bad attempt to cash in on the whole geek chick thing going around. Geek chic. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Ge- is it geek chic? Geek chic, not oh, geek chick. <laughs> whatever. I thought it would be funnier if it was chick. All right. All right. Any fan of this should be shot. Jesus. Also, if you wear a Nintendo belt buckle, you should die too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up that lacks either depth or originality. Zero out of ten. That person is great fun at parties. Yeah. They're the kind of person like, oh, I can't believe you use, like, OMG. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, number, uh, Dr. Brogbo. <laughs> I don't think he's a real doctor. Three, three out of ten. Uh, neither is uh, Dr. Phil, apparently. Really? Yeah. Just apparently his, his license has been struck out ages ago. And uh, <laughs> apparently he's not that nice of a guy either. Right. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Okay, so uh, do not try this game by yourself. <laughs> if you're like me and you enjoy single player games, then you will find this game insanely, utterly infuriating. <laughs> Perhaps I just never got used to the game difficulty, or I just simply don't care for this style of game anymore. <laughs> the introspective here from the Doctor. I love Streets of Rage and the Double Dragon games as a kid. Either way, this game annoyed the ever-loving piss out of me. <laughs> ever-loving piss? Scott can run side to side, but his vertical movement is ridiculously slow. The jump thing is hard to control, and the game likes spawning multiple enemies at once who stun you for three seconds at a time. 
Let's not forget the random scripted moments, such as a bus passing through the screen, that are nearly impossible to dodge unless you already know where they are. I.e. you first play you first your first playthrough, you're boned. <laughs> boned. Everything added up to a game with great music and cool moves based off an awesome series that pissed me off so bad I couldn't play it for more than 15 minutes at a time. After roughly the 10th attempt. <laughs> I like that he's still going back. <laughs> I finally gave up for good. None of my friends are even remotely interested in playing this game. <laughs> so single player was the only way I could ever play. Since single player absolutely blows, this game is worthless to me. I completely, 110% regret purchasing this game. (laughs) And wouldn't have paid 99 cents for it, had I known what it was. I vehemently suggest you try the demo first. Okay. Can you vehemently suggest something? (laughs) I guess he can, but he just did. Alright, Thank you, Dr. Brogbo. So... Um, I've only got one then for Return of the King. There was some for Digimon, um, but I mean, none of them were really very angry. They were just sort of, this is a Vita game that was on PlayStation and stuff. Like, if I had paid like 60 quid for Digimon, I'd have been pissed off too. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, because it's not, it's, it's not a PlayStation 4 game. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really include them, but for Return of the King, uh, this is by Jimmy W in, uh, 20th of August, 2004. It's pronounced W. Dub. One of the most greatest games on the planet. Great. Until you finish it. <laughs> what? What an overrated game. I don't understand. No, I don't think Jimmy does either. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. So did you like it or you didn't like it? It's, it was literally, but just before the end credits <laughs> rolled, it was the best game of all time. Yeah. Like it's critique isn't even like, it ended too quickly, or I didn't like this, or it was too short. It's just like, you know, all right, thanks, Jimmy. Nice one. Zero out of ten. Okay. <laughs> Good man, Jimmy. Good man. Okay. So will you get to the best part of the show? All right, then. What are you going to ask me about? Test your might. Woo, Lou, Lou. Woo, Lou, Lou. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Now, you ruined one of my quests. The first questions. It was going to be very easy. I was going to ask you the building that Die Hard was based in. But you Nakatomi Tower. Yeah. Great Christmas film. Yeah. So how old was Alan Rickman when he played this role? Oh, man. So... Wait, you have to get the exact year. No, how old was he? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. It, yeah, right. Well, I think he was in his 80s when he died. This was the, the first Hollywood movie he ever made. Was it? Yeah, he only did British uh, movies and plays and stuff before that. Right, he's a great actor. Yep. Rest in peace, Alan. Um, I'm going to say he was... 44. 41. Ah! Oh! So, sorry. Damn it. Okay, question number two. This is a video game podcast. You're asking me what age Alan Rickman was. This is the games that I chose. That you chose, which I didn't know about. <laughs> Who was originally supposed to do the voice of Jafar? Jeremy Irons. No, Patrick Stewart. Really? Yeah, and apparently said it was his biggest regret. Oh, he'd been really good at it. He was, well. yeah, yeah. Who did in the end? I don't know, but whoever did it is brilliant. <clears throat> I think he would have done a good job. Well, I mean, 
the Jafarley had was great. Hmm. I said it's frozen. Imagine him and uh, Robin Williams back and forth in the studio. Yeah, I heard, read that apparently they had 16 hours of audio of Robin Williams just on the cuff doing stuff. There was a... Um, you know that show Inside the Actor Studio? Yeah. There's a clip where Robin Williams is on it. I think somebody needs to be treated by a paramedic. They were laughing so much. And it's just... He's just... He was bipolar and he was... He was just on this high moment and he just went in and he just <clears> was... <throat> just kept on going into these skits and impressions and standing up and like it just took him so long I think for like 15 minutes or so before it happened before like into it he hadn't sat down yet and your man you know the show is you come and you sit down you talk to the guy in a chair <laughs> and um, there's a woman in the front and he was like are you okay dear like do we need to get you somebody and she's just laughing so much it's brilliant he just keeps going off and off and they're hilarious yeah love Robin Williams alright go on then. okay question number three uh, don't look at my screen I'm not what did Hugh Jackman do to get into character for playing Wolverine probably don't know this one do um, what did he play the games <sighs> no he took ice cold showers the morning he was due to go in because apparently the first day he was meant to go in he, did, he didn't have hot water and he just ended up having to have a cold shower Oh really? And he said that he didn't want to wake his wife, so he was like gritting his teeth in the shower, under the cold, trying to not make a sound. And he said that that's how Wolverine is. Yeah, you know, angry, angry, but trying to keep it inside him. God. Yeah. So I have a mate who has cold showers every day. I couldn't do that. I can't. I freak out. Yeah. I have zero tolerance no, for it. I, I would not like that. Yeah. Not doing it. You don't have to. <laughs> no one's making you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What year was Frederick Chopin born? For God's sake. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Having a clue even when to start guessing. <laughs> Nothing about Chopin. Didn't know his name was Frederick till you just said it there. No. He's the best pianist of all time. I don't want to know any of them. You should know. Phil Collins. What about him? He's a good pianist. No, he's not. He? <laughs> no. Does he not play piano? I don't think so. I think he does. No, he plays the drums. Yeah, I know. He famously <clears throat> he writes a lot of solo music on the piano. He's no Frederick Chopin. Good. I don't know. 1732. No, 1810. <sighs> Sorry about that. All right. All right. Actually, before I forget, we, we forgot to say that we've made the charts in Japan. Yes. Our dream is complete. You know, so we're ending the show now. <laughs> <laughs> we're huge in Japan. Yeah. No, it was really exciting. So thank you very much to our Japanese listeners. You must be English speakers or you just clicked on our podcast because you thought it was a Metal Gear Solid thing in Japanese. Who knows? But anyway, we thank you very much for listening. Arigato gozaimasu. Arigato gozaimasu. I now apologize. <laughs> Please don't downvote us. Uh, yeah, that was, that was brilliant. That and uh, continued interest in Russia, which is also brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. So, thank, thank you, you so yeah, much, everybody. So much, Russian listeners, uh, Irish listeners everywhere. We really appreciate it. And the US, we've got some good listeners there too. Yes. So, you know, suggest things to us, you know, rate us, share the podcast, you know, write to us, you know, whatever. What's the old address? It is press the action button pod at gmail.com that's right and that mailbox is looking painfully bare so send us in something um, yeah if you are on um, whatever you listen to it if you're on Apple uh, if you could uh, subscribe or rate or whatever if you're enjoying it please do so 
Um, if you're not, don't worry about it. Yeah. That's correct. That's a good way to look at it. You do you. We'll do reverse psychology. Don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> you mean the numbers are dropping now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. And thank you for listening this week. And we plan to, we don't know just yet, but we will do an end of year special, do a year wrap up. Oh yeah. Who knows what the theme will be. I, are we doing a team? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. We'll see yeah. you soon. Take care, guys. Bye bye.